This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Birds Banjo Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to continue the 53-man roster prediction. Last week, we did offense. This week, we're going to head over to the defensive side of the ball. We have 26 players remaining, so I kept 24 on offense. Obviously, you have the three specialists with a kicker, your punter, and your long snapper. So that remains us with 26 options on the defensive side of the ball that we can choose from. Um really a difficult list to make again and uh, like I said in last week's episode if you missed it this is going to be an interesting round of roster cuts because the Eagles new coaching staff has no loyalty to these players they don't have anybody that they want to keep around just because they were a draft pick or just because um, they've been here for five years Nick Sirianni Jonathan Gannon they're going to make the selections that they think are going to be the best for the team so it's going to be interesting, not something that we've seen for the past four or five years. Um, we've seen under Andy Reid's regime. We've seen under Doug Peterson's, Chip Kelly to an extent. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how everything pans out. Um, today is Thursday, Eagles' first preseason game. They are going to be playing against the Steelers. Um, so I wanted to get this out before the preseason game because as we progress through the, through the preseason, there's going to be three games a lot is going to change as far as roster predictions because injuries are going to happen, unfortunately, but also players are going to rise, players are going to fall, and um, I would say four or five of the guys that I put on this list probably won't make the team because of preseason. And then on the other on the other hand, there's going to be three or four guys that are not on the list right now that that will make the list because of preseason. So it's an interesting time. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the Eagles back in action. Even if it is just preseason, um, football is super, super close. We're about four weeks away. Um, it's exciting. So um, just hoping for some good competition in preseason, hoping for no injuries. And I'm excited to see the guys come out and play. Um, some of the biggest names I'm looking forward to seeing, Jalen Hurts. Let's see if he's the real deal, right? Um, Quez Watkins is the hype real. I'm um, looking forward to seeing Steven Nelson in an Eagles jersey. Looking forward to seeing um, Tyree Jackson. We talked about him last week at the tight end position. See if he's actually going to be um, someone that can play meaningful snaps. Um, the offensive line, the new defensive line guys, it's going to be super exciting. All right, so as I mentioned, 26 defensive players that we can pick. Um, so we're going to start with the D-line. And historically, the Eagles have been keeping between 9 and 11 defensive linemen. Um, obviously, under Jim Schwartz, the Eagles love to keep more defensive linemen because he loved rotating these players through. And I think we're going to see something similar with Jonathan Gannon because he is very creative. Um, he loves to blitz, so the pressure is going to be high. But also, he might start switching between a 4-3 defense and a 3-4 defense during the game. So you're going to need players that can play both positions. Um, that's going to require a lot of depth, a lot of rotation. So let's get right into it. First off, we're going to go over the defensive tackles, the interior guys. Obviously, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, 
They are the starters, no doubt about it. These guys, I mean, Fletcher Cox doesn't really need an introduction. I mean, this man has been here since 2012. Um, he's been absolutely dominant, and the Eagles' defense is not the same without him. Fletcher Cox is 100%. If there's a lock to make the roster, it's Fletcher Cox. Um, Javon Hargrave, similar situation. Eagles brought him in in 2020. He suffered an injury early in the process of the season. Was not really the same player that the Eagles thought that they were getting from the Steelers the first couple of weeks. And then later in the season, he really came alive. Um, a lot of quarterback pressure, a lot of production as far as tackles, tackles for loss, and uh, really was a stopgap really in that center of that defense. So Javon Hargrave, another lock to make the roster. Here's where it gets interesting. Um, Milton Williams, Eagles drafted him with a third-round pick. I think he he was a uh, very interesting draft pick because you saw in the um, the war room Howie Roseman going around high-fiving everybody that he picked Milton Williams, and then the Eagles director of scouting turned him down. So already people were like, who the heck is this guy? He's from Louisiana Tech. I mean, that's the school that Boston Scott came from, so hopefully they have the same luck. But um, he wasn't a well-known prospect um, in my opinion. I mean, obviously people heard about him, but he wasn't as well known as other players on the board in round three. So Milton Williams comes in and honestly, I've seen nothing but good things about him said about him in training camp. And, uh, I think he's going to play a lot more than people expect. Obviously, I think he's going to make the roster next up at defensive tackle T Y McGill. Um, a lot of people think that Another Eagles draft pick, so Marlon, I honestly cannot pronounce his last name, um, but the defensive tackle from USC, a lot of people think that he would make the roster because he's a draft pick, a um, little bit of a younger player. That's what I expected after the draft. I thought, yeah, he, he'll probably make the roster. Eagles defensive tackle position is kind of weak. As far as depth goes, he's set. However, I've seen report after report that T.Y. McGill has been making plays, blowing up the backfield every single day in training camp. He is coming to play. He's being competitive. I think, man, it, it's, it's it's his time. He's going to get some playing time, and uh, I think he's going to end up making this roster um, over a draft pick, which is very, very impressive. Going on to defensive ends, Brandon Graham, no doubt about it. Derek Barnett, there was some question back in 2020. Is he going to come back? Are they going to pick up that fifth-year option? What is the consensus going to be as far as the Eagles? They kept him on the fifth-year option. They did not extend him. They did not um, you know, restructure anything. So he's on that $10 million fully guaranteed contract, um, which I did not think was the right move. Um, I would rather see him walk in free agency than do that. But you know what? It is what it is. Um, Derek Barnett is going to be on the roster in 2021. But right behind him, Big question is, is he going to start? Because the Eagles have Josh Sweat waiting in the wings. He's been super productive um, the past two seasons. And in limited amount of snaps, too. He's been super efficient when he's on the field, and he wasn't on the field all that much. So I think Josh Sweat is going to enter a situation where he gets more um, snaps than Derek Barnett. Once we get into week four, week five, week six, I think Josh Sweat is going to be the guy. And it's funny because um, back in high school, back in college, he had severe knee problems. So coming out of Florida State, if he was fully healthy, he was graded as a first, second round pick. Super talented. 
However, injuries hold him back. He fell in the draft. Eagles end up getting him. And uh, the big concern was, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is He's got bad knees. And that's kind of been my mindset. You know, don't use him too much because you don't know what that overusage is going to do to his knees. Just keep him fresh. Um, and it's interesting because Jeff Mosher of Inside the Birds podcast, um, love their work, but he tweeted something about Josh Sweat can't start because he's got bad knees. And they've been saying that on that podcast. They've been saying that for a while. Um, that's kind of where I got most of that information. And then Josh Sweat responds to him. And he snapped back and he's like, my knees are fine. Stop that narrative. I was like, wow. So not only is he performing well on the field, he's performing well in training camp. He's been dominating Andre Tillard yet again. <clears throat> Another year, things have never changed. Um, but he's also, he's confident. He's ready to go. He's confident in his abilities. He's confident in his health. And uh, I think he will enter a starting position as we go on this season. Um, I'm keeping three more defensive ends outside of those guys, so six total. Um, Ryan Kerrigan, no doubt about it. I mean, he just recently had thumb surgery. He's going to be out for about a week, but uh, he's going to be back. I mean, he's a menace off the edge. I think he's going to be a very, very uh, underrated um, addition that the Eagles brought in because obviously we all know about Ryan Kerrigan. He dominates the Eagles, it seems like, time after time, but uh, everybody writes him off because he's older might not have it anymore, but uh, I think he's going to be very productive, similar to what Chris Long was during the Super Bowl year. An older player, more experienced, bring that experience to the defensive line, but he's only going to play, let's say, 35% of snaps, but when he comes in, it's game on. He's coming to play. My other defensive ends, um, these are more upside guys. I could see them possibly ending up on the practice squad, but Teron Jackson for Coastal Carolina, um, he had a very, very good season that rose, that put his draft stock through the roof. He was only taken in the fourth or, or fifth or sixth round, I believe. But uh, before last season, I would say he was an undrafted player for sure. And I think the upside is there. He's super athletic. Um, a lot of production at defensive end. I think he had double-digit sacks. And then lastly, Matt Leo. Um, he's coming out of Iowa State. He has one year under his belt. I think Matt Leo... So. I don't know. I'm on the fence about him. He was the last one I added in to this roster prediction. I think if the Eagles are going to add one more guy to their roster, if they're at 52 and they need one more guy, or they're at 54 and they need to make one more cut, whatever it is, um, they're probably going to add to the defensive line. That just makes the most sense to me. Um, but Matt Leo, why is he chosen over other guys? So Matt Leo, I would pick him because he is 6'7", super athletic frame, has the size necessary. The Eagles don't have a pass rusher, pass rusher right now that is built like him. So even if he doesn't play that much, getting him in the system, getting him developed, putting him in, him in when need be, I think is a, a little bit of an X factor for the Eagles. Obviously, he's not going to come in and get five sacks this season but I think having someone that brings something new to the table is going to be more beneficial than just keeping a sixth or seventh corner that's never going to play um so that's where I'm at with a de defensive end group or defensive lineman group um we're keeping 10 total 
I think that's a strong, strong group. Um, next up, we got linebackers, our favorite position as Eagles fans. When I was making this list about um, the Eagles linebacker group, who's going to make the final roster, I'm noticing how top-heavy this uh, group, positional group is. So first off, I mean, the Eagles are probably going to only start two linebackers, I would say. And uh, the first two, Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, no doubt about it. They're they're locks to make the roster, and uh, they're pretty much, I would say, 95% chance locks to start week one, barring any injuries. Eric Wilson coming from the Vikings last year, super productive, over 100 tackles. Um, he forced fumbles, interceptions, you name it, he did it. Alex Singleton, it took the Eagles a while to get him on the field. For some reason, no matter how bad Nate Gary played, they played him every single game until he got injured. But I wouldn't say thankfully he got injured because don't want to see anybody get injured, but thankfully for the team that he was off the field, Alex Singleton stepped on, and through that stretch, I believe it was 10 games starting or something like that, he had the most tackles in the entire league. He still ended with over 100 tackles on the season, playing only 10 games. It's ridiculous. I mean, the man's a machine. He had an interception. I think he took it back for a touchdown, too. Um, Alex Singleton, one of my favorite players on the Eagles team right now. He's definitely a lock. Davion Taylor, an interesting player. He was a third-round selection in 2020. Very, very questionable pick by the Eagles. Their day two was questionable last year. They take Jalen Hurts, then they take Davion Taylor. Davion Taylor, if the Eagles can use him properly, he is going to be something special. So we haven't seen him all pretty much at all last year other than special teams. But um, for those of you who have kind of forgot about him, he is a very rangy linebacker. At Colorado, he played safety. He played nickel corner. He played linebacker. One of the fastest on the team, hard hitter. Um, if he can play that outside linebacker position and be that rangy, you know, um, backer that the Eagles brought him in for, if he can develop into that, that's a very, very solid starting three um, linebacker position. However, he did just get a quad injury. He didn't play at all last year. I'm starting to question how much of an impact can he make. Um, this year is going to be huge for him because if he doesn't make any impact in year two, on a, in addition to nothing in year one, his future as an Eagle does not look good. So Davion Taylor, very much so a make or break year for him, but I think he's going to pull it together. Jannard Avery, name sounds familiar, right? Um, so Jannard Avery was traded to the Eagles in 2019. Um, at the trade deadline, everybody wanted Jalen Ramsey. They wanted X, Y, Z. Blah, blah, blah. Eagles bring in Jannard Avery. Nobody knew about him. Um, defensive end, very undersized defensive end from the Cleveland Browns. Eagles brought him in. He did absolutely nothing. I think he had one sack last year. He did a little bit, but still nothing to write home about. This offseason, he started working with uh, Footwork King, I believe, and Jannard Avery is making the transition to linebacker. So that does not mean that his chances of making the roster are any bigger, any smaller. It means that they found value in him at a different position, and he's switching gears. I think he can handle it because he's super athletic. He, his, his build fits better as a linebacker than a defensive end, I would say. And I think, similar to Matt Leo, Jannard Avery just brings something to the table, brings something to that positional group that nobody else can do. Jannard Avery is someone, he's built like a bowling ball, man. 
He can run those inside stunts. He can blitz up the middle. I don't know who's going to stop him. It's going to take a very, very good offensive guard to stop Jannard Avery going full speed. I mean, he's going right for the quarterback. No doubt about it. So Jannard Avery, I think, is somebody that's going to surprise a lot of people. I think this positional change is going to be very good for him. And even if he's just used as a gadget-type player in the defense, in blitz packages, whatever it is, I think he's going to be very, very efficient. Moving on, Sean Bradley, another draft pick from last year. Sean Bradley spent most of his time in 2020 on special teams, which he was okay. Um, Sometimes he made good plays. Sometimes he just picked up bad penalties or had bad tackling. But Sean Bradley, um, I would say Eric Wilson kind of takes this from him now, but previously to the Eric Wilson edition, Sean Bradley is probably the most prototypical linebacker on the Eagles team. Play style, build, obviously not as talented as your you want your linebacker one to be but i think he is somebody that if injuries happen he can step in consistently and be a very good player um he is also very fast he runs um i i think he was the third fastest linebacker in the nfl combine last year easy no brainer he's athletic keep him on the roster Last but not least, at linebacker, Jacoby Stevens, another draft pick from 2021, or a new draft pick from 2021, from LSU. He wore the number seven. I mean, come on. How can you cut a number seven from LSU? I mean, that's a no-brainer. So Jacoby Stevens, he played a little bit of linebacker, played a little bit of safety. I would say he's kind of comparable to that Davion Taylor type of build, um, type of player. Jacoby Stevens... In his time in training camp, his first training camp as an NFL player, he already has experience playing with the first-team defense. I'll just leave you with that. I mean, if that doesn't show that he's a prime candidate to make the roster and that the Eagles have plans for him, I don't know what will. Jacoby Stevens, I think he is in very good hands to make the roster, but he is someone to keep an eye on during preseason for sure. Before we move to the secondary, I want to take a break and have a quick word from our sponsor, Manscaped. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like they are in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your solar system. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your dick and balls need some help. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. All right, we're going to wrap things up with the Eagles secondary. We have 10 players left to pick. Um, we picked 16 so far through the defensive line and the linebacker position. So it's time to get into secondary. I think 10 is going to be plenty. I think the Eagles are going to walk with 10 secondary pieces. Um, number one. Darius Slay, no doubt about it. He's been pretty good in camps from what I've seen so far. Steven Nelson, cornerback two. Eagles wouldn't bring him in if they didn't intend on playing him and starting him week one. So Steven Nelson, 
Super excited that he's finally here. The Eagles have been rumored to be linked to him for about a month or two now. Um, it's been a long time coming, but Steven Nelson is an Eagle. It's going to help the Eagles secondary very, very much. Zach McPherson, Eagles draft pick in 2021. Um, McPherson, so he was a fourth-round pick from Texas Tech. Um, pretty good corner coming out of college. I was happy with the pick, but didn't expect him to do too much year one. Obviously, there were specul- there was speculation that he was going to have to start his first year because the Eagles had nobody at cornerback too. I mean, it was Michael Jaquette, um, Darius Slay, and Avante Maddox. I mean, that that's it. That's all they had for their three. Um, McPherson has impressed them in camp enough so that whenever Steven Nelson was out or Darius Slay was taking a vet day, instead of Michael Jaquette being cornerback two, um, Zach McPherson has been taking those snaps. He's been running with the first team, so... He's been he's talented. Um, I think he is a very good addition, and when he needs to step in, I think he's going to make an impact. Obviously, it is very tough for rookie corners. Uh, it's a big, big transition. So I'm glad that he has some talented corners around him, with Slay and Nelson to learn from, develop him. Um, that's definitely going to help him a lot. Next up, Avante Maddox, Eagles starting slot corner. Um, I'm super excited. the The main reason. I was happy for Steven Nelson to come to Philly was because it ensures that Avante Maddox is going to stay in the slot. And I think that's where he is best suited. Um, that's where he fits best athletically, physically. And I was just tired of seeing him get burnt on the outside. They tried way too much with him. They tried him at corner, slot corner, tried him at safety. He is, he is a slot corner all the way in the NFL. That's where he projects best. Super excited to see what he can do with a full year as a slot corner and better corners around him. Next up, actually, I'll wait for that to be last. Michael Jaquette is going to be my, I would say, cornerback five. Um, I think he is someone who showed a lot of upside in 2020. He did have one bad game. Um, it was against the Saints, I believe. He got absolutely torched, but... Um, I think he's going to be a lot better. Uh, he's been working working well so far with his teammates, and I think he's going to be special. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't say special as in a starter, but a lot more than the Eagles expected than when they were completely injury-riddled last season and needed someone to step up. They're like, all right, who's this guy? Put him in. I think he's going to make a name for himself. Um, whenever he needs to come in, he's going to make an impact. All right, last corner I'm taking. It's a bit of an outside-the-box thing here. So all these players that have been listing, they've, they're have they on the Eagles right now. This player is not. Might ring a bell um, just by giving that little intro. C.J. Henderson, he was a first-round pick just a couple of years ago from Florida, one of the top corners in that draft class. C.J. Henderson went to the Jaguars, and now he wants to trade. Jaguars want to trade him. He wants out. There's been a lot of speculation, and I think the Eagles should be the first team to call him. You might be thinking why they have Darius Slay and Steven Nelson. He doesn't need to start. What is the point of having C.J. CJ Henderson on the team? Here's why. Darius Slay, no doubt about it, he regressed in 2020. Can he bounce back in 2021? Yes, but he's over 30 years old right now. How many more years is he going to be a lockdown corner? Probably not too many. Steven Nelson, 
He's also a little bit older, and he is on a one-year deal. After next year, Darius Slate might be a cap casualty. Steven Nelson might not get re-signed. You're back to the same problem. Unless you got Zach McPherson balling out, you're back to square one. Avante Maddox is entering a contract year as well. I mean, you're going to be left with nothing. Luckily, the Eagles have a lot of first-round picks they can try to bring in, like um, Andrew Booth or Derek Stingley, if they have a good enough draft pick. But if not, they're in a bad, bad situation. C.J. Henderson, if he can come to Philly, revive his career. I think it wouldn't take any more than a third-round pick to bring him in. Um, I don't think he's going to be that expensive. I'm all for it. I'm predicting that's going to happen, and he's going to make the final roster. Moving on to safety, keeping four safeties. Rodney McLeod, he is projecting to start week one, which is super good after he tore his ACL, I believe. Um that was an injury, and he's, uh, you know, trying to get back on the field as soon as possible. And Roddy McLeod, he's been the heart of the Eagles' defense for the past couple of years. He's been super underrated. A lot of people look at Fletcher Cox, Malcolm Jenkins, um, these bigger-name players. But Roddy McLeod seems like he never steps off the field and uh, just tackle machine. Um, really enjoy watching Roddy McLeod. Hope that he is ready to go week one. Anthony Harris, new Eagles addition in free agency. He's going to make the roster. Um, he's probably going to be the Eagles' best safety. And, man, I can't wait to see him play. That's all i got to say. Um, probably the best bargains in the entire league. Eagles brought him in for a very, very cheap deal. They're getting an awesome player. Um, he came off of a pretty bad 2020, but the Vikings secondary was just awful around him. So he was asked to do a lot. A lot of injuries to their linebacker core as well. So Anthony Harris was flying around the field and uh, got a bad reputation for it. So I'm looking forward to seeing him revive his career with a better secondary around him. Kayvon Wallace, um, he is a little bit banged up right now, but I don't think that's going to hurt his chances to make the roster. He's a very exciting player. Similar to Malcolm Jenkins, he is very efficient near the line of scrimmage, but he can drop into coverage when need be. He has the size to cover a running back as well as a tight end. Um, got some speed to him, but his tackling ability is fantastic. I wouldn't say he is a rangy safety like Ronnie McLeod is, but put him up there um, in the front seven, he's going to ball out. Last but not least, Elijah Riley. Um, I was going between him and Marcus Epps, but I remember time after time Marcus Epps just making terrible mistakes in the football field. I don't want to see him in, a, in an Eagles uniform this season. Elijah Riley will more than likely get the nod as safety number four. Play mostly special teams, but obviously if injuries happen or if the Eagles need to run a three-safety set and for whatever reason they don't have Kayvon Wallace, then uh, Elijah Riley is going to be the guy. So that is my 53-man roster prediction. If you missed the offensive version, go back to last week um, on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, whatever it is, go check it out. Um, we got some good stuff. We've got 24 players that the Eagles are going to select. There's a lot of uh, controversy there. Are the Eagles going to keep two or three quarterbacks? What's the running back situation going to be? Quez Watkins, John Hightower. A lot of tough decisions on the offensive side of the ball. Defense, we just covered. We kept six or 26 defensive players. Super excited about this group of uh, this group of players. Jonathan Gannon, I think he's going to get the most out of these guys. And Eagles defense is going to be a strength. We've seen so far through training camp that the Eagles defense has been dominant. A 
lot of, I mean, quote-unquote sacks because you can't sack in training camp. But they've just been making play after play. And, uh, man, I think think they're going to be the strong suit of the Eagles' 2021 season um, yet again. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you tune in to the Eagles tonight, Thursday, 7, 7, 7 o'clock, 7.30, something like that. And uh, football's back, baby. We'll see you guys next week. Go Birds. Mm-hmm.